I want to read um, uh, chapter 11, verses 1 to 18, just so that we have some of the text in our hearts and minds. This gives us a bit of a summary, and then we will uh, be bouncing through these two chapters as we take a couple weeks to look at them. Acts chapter uh, 11, verses 1 to 18. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men, and you ate with them. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying. In a trance, I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners. And it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold, at that very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were sent to me from Caesarea. And the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel stand in his house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us while we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent. And they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to eternal life. Father, thank you for your word, um, the living word of God. Thank you for the fact that it comes to us in so many different forms, and here we have history recorded for us. Here we have an example of uh, salvation of the Gentiles and how you brought them into your kingdom. Father, I thank you for the lessons that we learn. I thank you for the encouragement that we find. I thank you for the warnings that are contained in this, your word, which will never fade away, which will never end. Thank you for this eternal word, which is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And thank you for the fact that it is the living word of God, and it is able to dissect us to our very thoughts and motives and intentions. So God, I pray through your spirit that your word would have that impact on your people today. And that we might leave here rejoicing in your word for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The book of Acts is a fascinating book. It is a book that bridges um, a, a gap for us. Uh, it tells us what happened in the 30 years after Christ was ascended to heaven and how the church began to be formed and how God worked in that particular church. It tells us of the spread of gospel from Judea, uh, from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. It's also a, a Christ-centered book. We might be tempted to just stay with the book and call it Acts. But then we wonder, well, Acts of who? 
Uh, sometimes it's common for us to think, well, it's really acts of the Holy Spirit. Because prominent in the book is the work of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's be called the Acts of the Apostles, and that's maybe fitting, but um, not necessarily so, because it primarily only looks at the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter, and there's a whole bunch of other apostles then that are left out. Uh, I think probably the better way of thinking at this book is the Acts of Jesus Christ. Uh, when when uh, Luke first introduced the book to us, he says, when I wrote my gospel, I wrote about what Christ began to do and what Christ began to teach. The implication, I think, from what Luke says there is that now he is going to tell us what Christ continues to do in his church, how Christ continues to act on behalf of his people, how Christ continues to go forth with power and draw men and women into the church. And the only difference is now that Christ is no longer on earth physically, but now he is in heaven guiding and directing the church. And so I like to think of the book of Acts as the ongoing work of Christ in his church. We have examples of this where in Acts 2.47 we read that Christ added to their number daily those who were being saved. We read a little bit later when um, they prayed for a man who was sick. They say, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. In another situation they prayed, and Christ heals you. In another place in the book of Acts, we read that the Lord who bore witness to the word of his grace granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So here is Christ empowering his disciples in his name to perform signs and wonders. We find in another place where we